0: I'm Steve Turton, this is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 13. It's a bit of a show of two halves this week, first half very much football talk, having some last reflections on Liverpool's title winning campaign and looking forward to next season where the bookies have actually put Man City, surprisingly, as favourites to win a league next year, so we'll we'll get into all that. Popey will be getting into me over those Fabinho comments from the last episode, which I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy. Um, second half a bit of a mixed bag, everything from Big Ben Rufflesberg's Porn Addiction, uh, we'll be reviewing that crazy race from last weekend, the Derby, and looking forward to this weekend's action, UFC 251 in the desert, Abu Dhabi, for Fight Island. We'll be comparing that to boxing's big return, the same weekend, or lack of big return if you will. We're also going to be profiling cult snooker player Big Bill Webenuch, not sure if you've heard of him, but if you haven't you'll get acquainted with the big fella later on. We'll be talking about his snooker career, but more importantly his drinking achievements over the years. There's also a couple of big price tips of the week from both of us. Pope was pleasantly surprised to hear. I had a 33-1 to shot up my sleeve. Those tips are brought to you this week by our new sponsor, the Soho Juice Co. So we'll let you know a little bit more about them and our selections later on. If you are enjoying the show, enjoying our weekly ramblings about sport and gambling, drop us a rating or a, a review wherever you get your podcast and if you do want to get involved in the show sending us some funny clips you've seen or conversation topics you'd like us to get into drop us a message over on our instagram which is at my with the pope thanks as always for listening enjoy the show In book two. Hello mate How oh, are we, are we okay? Yeah, how's me. sound? Your sound's
1: sound mate,
0: yeah? My sound is sound, okay, good, good Why'd you ask? Well, I'm in a bit of a makeshift setup here I've got a suitcase out on a bed it Looks like looks like you lad when you're back on the road really Death of a salesman it's looking like, you know yeah.
1: There we go, lad, yeah. How come? What do you
0: uh, change your venue or what? Well, I'm down in London, aren't I?
1: Ah, that's right, lad, yeah. So you've gone basically from your Howard Hughes isolation for, what, four months? Straight into the eye of the storm in what is... Is it the most populated city in Europe?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit out of the frying pan, into the fire, isn't it? A bit like...
1: Well, you could say it's a bit hypocritical of you, really, like, but... I suppose the uh, the lunch you go to for a goose
0: thing. I needed a bit of freedom, Popey. I had to change it up four months, as you say, without any uh, interaction with your partner or basically seeing any any of the outside world, really. It's been very, um, as I've said before...
1: Well, I'm not saying in all fairness, but you probably more so than anyone have uh, respected the, the lockdown as I say, more so than anyone I know, really. So for, for going from that, literally being confined to your to your home to uh to, to down to London, uh yeah, is is really out of the frying pan into the fire, really, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a bit of a big leaf, isn't it? It's been all right, you know, it's busy like London's busy. I wouldn't say there's uh, not much mask wearing going on. I am going out like like a Chernobyl if I'm going to the shops, to be honest with you. <laughs> Gloves, mask,
1: hazmat suit, the works, yeah.
0: Hazmat suit, yeah. Looks like that um, Beastie Boys video was a hint of galactic. <laughs> Fully. So you've been
1: getting
0: stuck in, have you? Yeah, you've uh, you haven't just been staying in
1: the flat. It's funny,
0: isn't it? I mean, as it it's I know they spoke about head head immunity, but it's like head mentality, isn't it? Sort of when you. When you see so many people out there kind of just living normally, really, there's, you know, there's gangs of people bevying and whatnot on the local parks and uh, the, the bars were all open over the weekend, so it's busy. They've just banned drinking on London Fields. You get a 200 quid fine now because there's been that many people oh, congregating and pissing and whatnot. So, yeah, it's sound, it's, it's, um, lad. It's been nice, though, to be honest with you. It's been nice to see some new streets, new faces, um. Nice to see some faces of colour, to be honest with you. Hale's Hail's very middle class and white as you well know, lad, so it's been nice, been nice to get a different flavour, to be honest with you. Yeah, the only thing I've worried about is this setup because it is it's a little bit makeshift. I was gonna do it outside this morning, but there was um there's been people viewing the flat next door. Um what? what
1: is your exact setup? So you're in a flat like what, what are we talking Are we talking Nelson Mandela Heights Very old fields and horses Or what, what are we talking
0: here There's no granddad Knocking about now Luckily I, um, I, I've got a few Similar caddies, I think In the uh in the board, Well your know. Peggy certainly has Hasn't he yeah He has
1: So yeah. you want to Wash my car in After club Or hey, Peggy Knocks the boat
0: in <laughs> No, no, it's nice, lad. It's nice, three bedroom flat. Um, we've got a flatmate. Lyd's usually got two flatmates, but uh, one of the flatmates moved out, so I've rented the other room. So we've got a um, we've got a bit of space and uh, just a one flatmate. So yeah, there's, there's three of us down here. Um, Tell me what about the
1: flatmate? Uh, male,
0: male, female. She's on a conference call next door at the moment. So if you hear any uh, business speak, filter them through. I'm also worried about. The neighbours upstairs, he's uh, quite the character by the sound of things. Trumpet player, trumpet instructor. Um
1: <laughs> is <that a>
0: euphemism? It's locked down, isn't it? By the sound of things, yeah, he's, uh, he's hitting them chords all night, to be honest with you. But um, either, he's, either he's just got a new batch of. of People learning the trumpet or the one kid is shite. It's twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star every day, lad. Two o'clock on the dot in the afternoon. So I'm glad we've done this in the morning because we'd, uh, we'd have had a bit of brass to, to uh, contend with, I think. All oh, right, yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. But it's, it's good. You need, isn't it? Do you know
1: what, lad? Well, f- I'm <laughs> immune to twinkle, twinkle, little star and the, and the likes of as uh, we have on. in our house is, it's on Netflix called Little Baby Bump. No, okay. Probably isn't the best, best, best uh, name for the for the program, but basically it's just kids and nursery rhymes, and it's almost hypnotic. Really, just stick yeah. and in front of the telly. I was I was on end, and uh, yeah, and he's just literally just doesn't move. He's uh, just hypnotized by it all, really. So,
0: well, if he wants to take it to the next level and uh, you know get involved in a in a little bit of playing and exercising his is right. his musical interest, then uh, I've got a number for you. Yeah. This fella upstairs. <laughs> How so, are well, the well, boys? Well, has it, it been to see Lyd
1: anyway, making up for lost time to take it and
0: uh, It's been it's been good, lad, you know. It's been very good. Um Donald
1: Trump being back out in the bedroom, has he or not?
0: <laughs> he hasn't read his ugly head yet. I might start doing Biden. That might be quite an interesting <laughs> sexual character to go into, mightn't he? I know he likes a little grope and a and a feel, doesn't he? Oh old, old uh, creepy yeah, Joe. Well, I know you're into your roleplay, lad,
1: yes, so why not? <laughs> It happened also suddenly, very unexpectedly, out of nowhere, I feel Joe Biden put his hands on my shoulders, get up very close to me from behind, lean in, smell my hair, and then plant a slow kiss on the top of my head.
0: No, it's been so, mate. I've had had a week that'll probably disgust you really, lad. It's been no no dairy, no meat, Been vegan for the week. No way. It... That's
1: because Lyd's vegan, is it?
0: Lyd's vegan, yeah. She's a good cook, good chef. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit worried I might come back looking like an illegit- illegitimate child of Jeremy Corbyn. Frail and making me own marmalade, <laughs> possibly.
1: Well, we've we've already got one illegitimate child, of Jeremy Corbyn, within our social circle, and Jimmy Lee. We don't need another one, do we?
0: <laughs> He's <laughs> absolutely ringer, isn't
1: he, Jim? Oh, lad, yeah. Well, you, you know the backstory too, <laughs> as well. Uh, is his is mum and and, and, and so called dad, but um, <laughs> we're, uh, we're heavy sorts of left wing socialists, and used to knock about with Corbyn back in the day. So uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the biggest shock if he was uh, if he came out that day. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn
0: was our was our mate Jimmy Lee's dad, but yeah. Anyway, we digress. Are we? Uh, are, is Jimmy learning this for the first time? Is he today, or or is this something you've discussed with him with him before?
1: Well, now that you mention it, I've certainly discussed it, but I don't know whether I've actually discussed it to Jimmy or behind his back. So if I have outed him, uh, then then
0: yeah, you're welcome. So you've outed our most loyal listener as Jeremy Corbyn's illegitimate child today.
1: Let me understand then. How much will it cost to provide unmeans-tested childcare for 1.3 million children? Um, it will cost. Um, it will obviously cost a lot to do so. We accept that. I presume you have the figures. Yes, I do. Uh, we'll. It does cost a lot to do it. The point I'm trying to make is that we're making it universal, so that we are in a position to make sure that every child gets it, and those that can. Um, uh, uh, at the moment, get free places, we'll continue to get them. Those that have to pay won't, and we'll collect the money through taxation, mainly through corporate taxation. So how much will it cost? I'll give you the figure in a moment. <laughs> is, is that a bad thing? It certainly wouldn't be in Jimmy Lee's eyes. He was a massive fan, I think he still is, a Jeremy
0: Corbyn, to be honest with you, so. He's a Corbynister, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it might be, uh, you might have made as we
1: possibly who
0: knows no but i've been good lad yeah yeah so we've got a lot of a lot of tofu um screen time's down i've had the phone off a lot not much instagramming not much whatsapp or that so yeah it's been a nice reset kind of week shall we say poppy yeah
1: good how about you good mate yeah we're um i just wanted to touch on as well what's this this is i think it's about two weeks since our last recording um, the episode prior, I think we'd had a two-week gap as well. So, so effectively, we we now become a, a fortnightly podcast. Is that what we are?
0: We're looking a bit so, by, We're looking a bit bi-weekly at the moment, aren't we? Unfortunately,
1: but it's it's as if, like obviously, since the sports come back, the, the content's dried up. which yeah. is us really, I think we we all we owe it to our listeners to put more of a shift in really. I think so. I think we we had the that. To get
0: you together. We had that short show, didn't we, Poppy? Um, we had a little gab after the uh, league, the league title win. I don't think you had a clue about that, really. I I'm not sure of the legality of that, really. Um, recording you and putting you out there without your consent. It's certainly
1: an evasion of me privacy, yeah. But I, I I just thought more so. I, I thought it was a bit disingenuous of you, really. I thought, oh, this is still, yeah. Obviously, we just won the league. We're on a high, obviously, since we've started recording the podcast. Maybe he feels as though the friendship has strengthened. Wrongly so, obviously, because we have touched on a few times on this pod, that, that we are more colleagues more so than anything. But, I don't know, naively so from me. I thought, oh, Steve and Peggy, nice of them to call, obviously, after we've been crowned champions, only to to wake up the next morning with the hangover from hell and me made spare bed to find that you've, uh, you've recorded it, you've put it out there. Um, yeah, so I just thought it was a little bit, little bit disingenuous, and then I suppose there's always a bit of an agenda with you, really. So I shouldn't have been completely surprised, but yeah, little bit, little bit disappointed more so than anything, really.
0: The journalist in me—did you feel a little bit like um, Sven with that? Wasn't it? Whether you were trying to sting him, were you feeling you're a little bit?
1: You certainly a she, can't you? Yeah. Um, but no, as I say, it was just—I um, suppose you could you could go further than say it was an invasion of my privacy. I wouldn't go that far, but I just thought it was a bit bit disingenuous. You're always looking for an angle, always got an agenda of some sort. So I, I should have known. Um, yeah, it is
0: what it is. To be honest with you, it was a last-minute decision, Poppy. I was calling you anyway, and I went, go on, should we record this? Bang, hit it on. But, mate, I swear to you, I swear to you, honestly. I, I'm not sitting here recording people like fucking Lester Freeman from The Wire every call I make, you know?
1: Well, it is, a, it is a little bit journalistic, in it, really? So, if that's something that's you really want to go down there, then fair enough. But, yeah, no, mate, I'm good, mate. Uh, nursery is back open today. OK. Dylan does two days, whereas Louis does three. So, Louis went in on his own today. Just completely reinvigorating, really. Just, just dropping him off at the nursery. I almost felt godlike, to be honest with you. I just couldn't really explain the feeling. It was as if, to call Patrick Bateman, relief had just washed over me in an awesome wave as I was dropping him off. Literally had a spring in me step as I was uh, skipping down the streets away from that nursery this morning.
0: He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. He's, uh, a, he's an handful, no. isn't he? He's an handful, baby Gronk-like, you know. It's, uh, I know everyone's been... Uh, been struggling with the parenting and juggling the juggling the job. What about that side of things Poppy? Any word when you're going to be back out on the road or are you still stuck very much indoors working from home? Yeah,
1: we're just 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 making it work through uh, remote meetings through Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams. Um, yeah, so so no, a, a couple of my colleagues have uh, had one or two meetings but whilst they can work from home and, and be as productive working from home as it would be on the road, then I don't really see any reason for that to change. I think ultimately the role, our roles within within the sales team, will adapt and will change coming out of lockdown. Even though we may end up in a second lockdown, as will probably be the case at some point, but I think the fallout from this pandemic will be our, our, our change, our, our sort of roles within the sales team. Team will will no doubt change and, and there will be a lot more dependency on Skype calls and, and remote calling rather than going out and seeing customers face to face, which is fine to be honest with you. Mm. The, the only downside to that is I make some money on me juice because we haven't got petrol cards, so uh, you get paid so much a mile. So I'd hope to be uh, compensated in some other form and that, that's obviously something I'd have to uh, take up with uh, the powers that be in due course so that's, that's the only downside from it really uh, I'll still be travelling abroad obviously I like my trips over to Ireland and, and what have you of
0: course
1: uh, do, but it makes a bit of business with pleasure a few scoops while I'm out on the road so yeah there is that part of the job which I enjoy and I think it would just be too monotonous just, just, just sort of working from home completely but I think there'll be, be more of a balance between working from home and being out on the road really
0: if you want to make up your juice miles, maybe you can take over my uh, driving instruc- instruction lessons when I get back up. If we just go round the block a few times. Probably... No,
1: you, you, you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to, to, to instruct you to do any, nearly let alone behind the steering wheel of a car. Um, and I'd, I'd just refuse to, to teach you an automatic anyway. It's like something off Clueless. You're like one of these Beverly ill teenagers, aren't you? I'm learning to if You're driving an automatic. It's not driving, I said, Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you mentioned the What's that? Ang-
1: with that anyway i'm guessing obviously uh, have you have, have, they, have they been shelved your driving lessons yeah they
0: kept getting called off Poppy. i was meant to do my test i think it was the third rescheduling of it on the 2nd of july but they cancelled that and they just said we'll get back to you when we know a bit more um me instructor messaged me saying that we can get the show back on the road for the 4th of july obviously i'm down here so i said i'll uh, I'll see it on the other side. I think someone's trying to tell me something, you know, lad, really. You know, I'm into the Matrix and whatnot and signs from above, yeah. aren't I? So maybe someone's trying to say, look, stay off the road. It's not for you. This... This will, this will be your untimely death if you uh if you if you pass your test. So yeah, I might I might just gib it. You mentioned the the hangover from LA Friday. Were you working Friday where you lad? at I know we Well get... we need to get to this anyway. I know yeah. obviously you
1: don't like to be too LFC centric because you don't
0: want to upset our, our blue brothers. Well no, it's you know, we, we, we we're not a one trick pony, are we? We're not the Anfield Rap. But yeah, we do need to have a little look at the title. Title winning reflections a little bit, don't we, I think, before we move oh, on. Oh, well, it's
1: just so let's see, just just to describe the evening, really, as, as a whole. Obviously, we won it uh, through Chelsea beating Man City. Which... Now, I, had, I had Man City to win that all day, so I didn't have any plans that night. Didn't have any ale in the house. So, in fact, I was watching the first half of the cup of tea. and just sat in the back room. thought, oh, I'll watch it, just out of interest, interest more so than anything. Obviously, Chelsea went 1-0 up. And then Lou was in the other living room and she come in and said, I'm gonna to have to do something here. Like so we just went the at half time, went to the local office, got a creative Heineken.
0: No buds. Not, Did you not have any buds? Um, Did you not have any buds in?
1: No, we don't do bud and Broad Green, mate. No. Um so yeah, got back home, had one bottle in the second half and then got a text off Mark and said, Listen, you're gonna have to do come round to ours, get in the garden. If we win it tonight, obviously we can't just, just go to bed and on the league. So that's what we done obviously Man City equalised and then we should have went two on straight after it and then Pulisic went through scored that was that uh, picked Jimmy up um, and then we ended up in Marks with two bottles of Jägermeister two crates of Lager uh, two bottles of champagne and a bottle of red wine so I think I got to Marks for about half ten yeah. um, and then I was uh, apparently at least uh, unresponsive in a spare bed come about half one two so three hours later. So I'd like to say uh, the great night. obviously celebrating the first league title at least in living memory for, for me. But it'd be a bit of a bit of a bit of a lie to be honest with you. As I say, it was uh, I certainly celebrated it all right. Three hours and yeah, as I say, I think they were checking for the pulse at one stage. Mark and Ginny,
0: ye of little faith, faith eh, Pope, you had no faith in Chelsea getting the job done there, even after I put them up as tip of the week. Plus goal.
1: Well, exactly. That, 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 was, that was my reason for it, really, yeah. Anytime you put up a tip of the week, then, uh, yeah, you've just got to fancy the uh, the other outcome in the bet, really. So, yeah, no faith, mainly because, obviously, you put it up as a tip of the week. But, as I say, went to Mark's, woke up at about half five, and I was like, you know, when need obviously wake up expecting to be in your bed, I was like, shit, where am I? Oh, so yeah. I realise where I was. Not good. I woke up the next morning, and I, well, I, I actually cleaned the garden for Mark in the rain and we gone through one and a half bottles of Jägermeister not to be proud of but as I say we, we
0: certainly uh, we certainly celebrated uh, from, from what I can remember at least you celebrated it well yeah I mean I woke up a little bit fluffy myself a few glasses of champagne a couple of Guinness that I think were past the sell-by date when I looked at them the next morning I think they were like fucking from 2018 <laughs> you know, something, know the last time someone had drank Guinness in the house so it wasn't ideal. Oh,
1: you must have been shitting
0: and tired the next day. Well, you're anyway, aren't you? Really, after Guinness. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the prettiest picture, but yeah, it was. It was a bit special, wasn't it, lad? It was. I think we've had so much invested in in Liverpool. It's kind of everything that's gone on with me, Isle, fella. It was uh, kind of our escapism, a couple of times a week, ninety minutes with the Reds. So, I think you mentioned bittersweet on the uh, on the little the little mini bonus chat we'd done, and and it was that. Yeah. It was kind of like. Oh yeah, okay. That's been a distraction. Um, it was kind of the conclusion of it, almost, wasn't it? Um, how have you found the game since Popey? I know, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the City game last week, which was a which was a crazy, crazy match. And uh, obviously, Villa. yeah.
1: Before we go into that, yeah, just just obviously want to echo your thoughts and sentiments. Really, obviously, first lead like in thirty years, as 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 clinical and, and as, as clear cut as it's been as well, like twenty points clear on course potentially for the records point total. Um the cl- job Klopp's done unlimited resources compared to obviously the other teams within the big six in terms of net spend, what he spent, um is incredible really. A lot of people said they were emotional and I'd like to, to say I was as well, but I was just too comatose really to, to feel any any sort of yeah, emotion. What, sorry?
0: You were too Jaegered. You sound like you just went at them Jaegermeister-like fucking motley crew day by the sound of those two, well, two battles. Well, then? Mark
1: had his kids' paddling pool up. I think at one one point we were spearing each other into the uh, paddling pool. At least the, the bruises on my legs and my, my ribs the next day would, would suggest so. But no, in all seriousness, fantastic. So what I actually done on the Friday was rough, mate. I think what, what sent me over the edge was the red wine. I didn't touch red wine since um, you know the party in yours when I think we were about sixteen, seventeen, and we ended up down Shaw, myself, you, and before who listens to the show. Um, one of our other mates, John Sinnett. I think I remember we were wrestling on route to the shore and farmers' field, just full of red wine. Yeah. I think you found your dad's wine stash. I think so. We managed to go through that, and that sort of put me off the feeling I had the hangover for, for days and potentially weeks after it put me off. and I don't, really don't think I've drunk red wine since up until last Thursday, when we won the league. Obviously, Jimmy Lee being the connoisseur that he is. pours a bottle of red round and, and obviously topping the uh, Jägermeister and the champagne up with red wine. Just just completely killed me off, really, so. You're drunk. Just bring out the pipe Cake and fine
0: wine. If you don't leave, we'll call the police. Balls. We
1: want the finest wines available to humanity. We want
0: them here and we want them now. Miss Blair has it. Telephone the police. It's a heavy mix that like it's a heavy, heavy mix that podcast.
1: Yeah, next day Ruff got home was in bed for most of the day. day. Oh ridiculous, yeah, awful mate. So anyway, the next day went to Lanfield with Moss and Dave O two of our other mates. Uh Moss listens to the pod. No Dave O doesn't.
0: <laughs> no surprise there.
1: No, not at all, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, went to Anfield with the kids and the wives, uh, with Tom Ed as well, who we've, we've, we've mentioned a couple of times in recent episodes. And it was good, just went to Anfield, it was in the daytime, good atmosphere, wasn't, wasn't obviously too mad in comparison to what went on the night before. Uh, and then we ended up back in, back in Davos for something to eat, a few beers in the garden, uh, a bit of music, it was
0: nice, sound, yeah, so,
1: nice. I off a, a good couple of days, really. So, really enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, in answer to your question, the game since, obviously, Man City was disappointing, but I think it was more of a hangover, quite literally, from winning the league. Uh, and then yesterday was was a little bit uninspiring, to say the least, but I think, uh, I think obviously, the difference Firmino made, even though I'm not a massive fan of his, which, which would probably be sound controversial to most Liverpool fans, obviously, the, the difference he made coming on along with Henderson and Mignold and Look like a completely different team, but up until that point, 65, 70
0: minutes, probably one of the worst games of football of I've, uh, I've ever seen. To be honest, yeah, it was terrible. I feel like we, they've got a big problem there with Firmino because he's irreplaceable. I mean, you can moan that he doesn't chip in with enough goals and whatnot. When he's not on the pitch or when he's not playing well, we we're, we're pretty basically without him. So I feel like the they're gonna have to find a. An alternative to him, someone who can do that job really I, in the summer. I thought Origi might have been that man I don't think, I think he might have missed a trick a little bit there, he's had so few minutes since his, um, his exploits the year before yeah. I think we've kind of I think he missed a the trick there, you never question Cloppy too much do you, he sees what he sees on the training ground but I feel like if he'd have been incorporated a little bit more he might have, I know he's not Bobby Firmino we can't link up as well as him but I feel like he stalled a little bit of Rigi and we we will have to find what what happens if if we get an injury. So, Firmino, lad, I mean, we're going to struggle, that. aren't we?
1: It's it's uh, we definitely need an upgrade on a It's it's it, it's it's easy to judge Rigi on yesterday's performance, as bad as it was. He wasn't the only one. Well, obviously, given the, the 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 limited play time, he's on. It's it's difficult if you're not getting a run in the team for anyone really to make much of an impact. That said, we definitely need an upgrade in that position as backup. Uh, I was hoping team it would have been the answer, but obviously that's, that's fell through for whatever reason. I don't know, it was a man doing it for me, you know, because he is a to the team and he sort the of defence on the front and he also sort of offers you something completely different to what your typical number nine centre-forward would. But at the same time, he's still a number nine. He's still a centre-forward. His job... Really, more sold than anything is to score goals. Mm. If you look at it, chances he's missed, I was looking at, I was looking at, I was watching Sky Sports News this morning, and on the right hand side, obviously, they are flashing through like sort of most fouls, one, most shots on goal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Salah's had the second most, I think he's had the most or the second most shots on goal this season. For me, you know, it's of everyone in the Premier League, he's had the third most shots on goal this season, yet he hasn't scored an anfield all season. Well, that so Goals in the league. That's not good enough, mate. He needs to be more clinical. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get he importance to the team. I get it that he's irreplaceable to an extent, but he's got to add that add that to his game. He's got to. If you go back not last season, but the season before, our front three had a hundred goals between them. Hundred goals between them. Yeah. Fast forward to years later, they've got as it barely fifty goals between them. Mm. They've lost their productivity. All right, we've won the league and it's easy to pick sorts of holes when when, when, when when it's not easy really to pick holes when you're so far clear but when you get, when your front three are scoring half as many goals as, as what they did two years ago it is something you need to look at in the summer with a view of bringing somebody else in and um, we do need back and I know obviously you could have the diehard Liverpool fans listening to this and they'll be fuming and they'll be arguing hang on what's up with you we just won the league I get that made up we won the league and we're going to celebrate it but we just need to look at next season and beyond and whilst the Rigi remains as back-up with the potential of Firmino or, or any of the front three getting injured, there is there is risk of of it just becoming a one-off for us winning the league. And we don't want that. Obviously, we want to create a dynasty and, and win back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back, ideally. So, I don't know. We, we, we need we need to look at that closely in the summer. But I've well, got complete faith in Klopp and I'm sure that he will do. I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve.
0: Well, another stat I was looking at as well, Popey going into yesterday's games, I don't know, after... Uh after the weekend's games. but Bobby Firmino was actually top in the most missed chances chart as well. Most big missed chances, him and Tammy Abraham were top with 20. Mane wasn't far Ah. behind with 17, big chances missed. Mane was on 17, big chances missed.
1: Salah must have been up there as well, we are so wasteful. If you look at the Man City game, it's a nothing game at the end of the day. We've won the league, I get that. But it's still a little bit sort of concerning into next season that like sort of mm. how much we were outplayed and compared and how clinical they were in comparison to us. And it's not just a one-off game in terms of how wasteful we've been in front of goal. It's, it's not just a one-off. Obviously, the stats, as you just suggested, there tell you that it's 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 a more sort of deep-rooted problem.
0: It's um, a it's a massive compliment for Trent and Robbo and 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 the other lads like as they are <laughs> creating so much for them, but. How many goals do you think Robbie Fowler had scored in this team, Popey? 50, maybe, a season?
1: Oh, frightening, yeah. Frightening, a lot of ridiculous, think about it. Torres,
0: Suarez, mm. I think the old, honestly. Mm. And I mean, and, you know, what's the old What's the old Uncle Junior saying, you, you know? You don't know what you're talking about. Your father left Livia with a fucking package that could choke a fucking elephant. I got to tell you, he's like a woman with a Virginia ham under her arm. Crying blues because she has no bread. Please. It's not a time to moan about about Liverpool, like is it? But not at all no. But I think going forward next season, I kind of wanted to to get your, um to get your take on that going forward. I know the bookies have actually got Man City as favourites, even money five to four Liverpool, seven to four. Are you quite surprised at that? the, the delay is again. I've got Liverpool as uh, as outsiders after, after winning the league by so much. And as you say, there could be so much more improvement to come, really, on the finishing for them.
1: Yeah, I just think that's ridiculous, to be honest with you. The fact is, the 23 points behind us, they lost the ninth game yesterday, as we record on Monday. They got beat by Southampton yesterday. They've lost nine games, haven't lost, I think, 11 or 12 in the previous three seasons combined. And the 23 points behind us, ultimately, mm. they've got... I was confident that Liverpool had win the league started this season. The two main reasons for it was, you're not going to keep Jesus happy on the bench. Because so, basically, obviously, Pep just plays one striker, and Jesus ultimately is back up for Aguero. He's potentially, well, class in his own rights. He's his first choice for, for Brazil, centre-forward. Mm. And there has been a little bit of that, but my main sort of, not concern, but, but my main reason for thinking that Liverpool would Essentially, when the league this season was, I didn't feel as though Man City replaced Company, not so much as a player, because Laporte is a cracking player in his own right, but more so as a leader in the dressing room. And I couldn't identify a leader within that Man City squad. I think Company, he basically got them over the line in the running last mm. season. Mm. I think his ship and his presence in the dressing room. And that left the goal. And that season
0: on And that goal. Let's not and forget they
1: never replaced that. them. And unless they replace them again this year. No, I, I I don't see why they would be favourites. Haven't haven't been been put in the place so convincingly mm. by, by Liverpool. this year. But that's that's our benefits at the end of the day. Obviously, there's more value in backing Liverpool as outside, not outsiders, but with Man City being the favourites, you got more value from a from a punson perspective at least. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it will just uh, give us more ammo and drive to. To prove the uh, the bookies
0: wrong, it's got me. T- it's got me tempted to reinvest. As you know, um, I was quite confident with with win the league this year. Spoke to everyone, told everyone that, that we were the value. Three to one was a ridiculous price for a for the two horse race, yeah. and it is tempting. The only worry I'd have is obviously the setup with the coronavirus. I had Carragher talking a little bit about it yesterday. We're a team who thrives off atmosphere, we, we, we're a tempo team, whereas Man City are more of a technical team. I think you'd yeah. maybe have to factor that in. I do think, like you're saying, we're probably looking at a, a winter lockdown again, aren't we, at some point? So, I don't know, would I be lumping back on at 7-4? to four? It's tempting, it's tempting because mm. I, do, I do think there's improvements that come from Liverpool and I do think City... And having a bit of a wobble. I mean, people are raving over them the last the last few weeks. I know they've they've took us to cleaners four 0 That was a very strange game, that lad. We could have been a couple of goals up early on. I thought we bounced out, looked a more energetic. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm I would not read
1: too much into it. Um, obviously the other night's performance against Man City. We're not talking. We've won the league by five, six, seven points, which is in its own right. Twenty three points as as we City no. is coming up.
0: No, this is absolute
1: like a really
0: I've, more, ne- um... I've never seen a team I've never seen a team be priced up like that the following season, Popey. Especially especially before a transfer window as well. It's not as if City have gotten improved and bought a load of great players. They've lost Sane. Aguero looks crock. Sterling's head looks like it's turned with this Champions League ban. I don't know where you're getting Man City as favourites from for, for next season. I, I, I really don't. They do... You've
1: still got the Aguero Jesus conundrum going into next season. I can see Aguero potentially. He's one of the two definitely moving on in the summer. Definitely, lad. I can mm. see it. Mm. There's reports of Aguero going to winter. Well, I think one of the two. I think Pep might look at it, get rid of Aguero and have Jesus as his main man, because that's not sustainable into another season, having Jesus as your backup as well. So, i say there's more, well, there's certainly, certainly more problems at Man City than there is at Liverpool. Uh, we're just sort of nitpicking there in terms of backup and more productivity from our front three, which we will get, I'm convinced, going into next season. This is obviously something clock will be aware of. He'll have all, that stats to ha- all those stats to hand. So, yeah, it's it, it's obviously been priced up uh, incorrectly and it wouldn't surprise me if, come the end of the season, uh, we'd flip-flop them and, and Liverpool are favourites. But but we'll see. It's not about Man City taking a wobble. I'd certainly say uh, Pep's fashion sense took a little bit of a wobble coming out of, uh, coming out of London, hasn't it? I don't know what he's rocking like. What are these puma hoodies?
0: It's a terrible and, combo, isn't it?
1: Faded combats.
0: Oh, it's awful, isn't it? It's a really, really bad... Six form college look isn't it? woeful?
1: <laughs> Definitely got a touch of the walls about him, he? <laughs> it's
0: not a good look, is it? It's really not a good look. He's got to get to our mates, Bionic Seven. I think in um, in the northern quarter, get some. Get, get the show it's back on bit, the road. Yeah, he's a bit of
1: a mess. And Klopp's got him rattled. You, you can see the charity shield. What, what give me more confidence than yeah. anything for for going into the this season, and we'll try and sort of wrap it up on this. Was it the Charity Shield? All like right, we lost it. But just seeing how animated Pep was during the Charity Shield against us, and he looked all over the place.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He was he was overzealous, and he was dead demonstrative on the sidelines, mm. and what is effectively a fucking a pre-season friendly. And you could see he looked rattled in that game, certain parts in that game. He looked dishevelled, looked a bit pale, and he didn't look at, like the Pep from previous seasons. So you could even see as early on, before the season actually started proper, in the Charity Shield, that clap had pep rattled. And that, I took away from that game, even though we lost the Charity Shield, which, as I say, is effectively a pre-season friendly. I took more away from that than anything else. I just thought, he's got him rattled here. Yeah, he looked He did that and we've gone on, and what are we, 23 points clear now, on course to, 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 to beat their record points total, which I we do. And looking at our running, it's not impossible, but obviously we just need a little bit of a... Uh, our, our recent we've
0: seen it. We, we've seen it before, though, haven't we? Mourinho. He doesn't really like it. Up on pep. He likes it all his way. You see, Mourinho <laughs> break passes. Um, league run in Spain. He didn't like Mourinho getting at him. Press conferences and whatnot. Did he? So, I do think when someone puts it on his toes, he doesn't. Even with all the resources he's got, he doesn't really respond. Too well, really. Bit of a coward,
1: does he stay over? Bit of a yellow belly?
0: Possibly, possibly. He could be, he could be. I think he's... Uh, Is His
1: Champions League record would suggest so, wouldn't it? Man City hasn't hasn't got the stomach for the big fights and the knockout competitions. Same with Bayern Munich.
0: Same with Bayern Munich. Same with Bayern Munich, with Bayern Munich as well, Pope. He took over a, uh, I believe, didn't he take over a Champions League winning team? Did he take over a treble winning team? I think yeah, been added to it. Uh he didn't win the Champions League though, did he, with them? You know, so No, did he fuck? No, no, no
1: not know. at all. So yeah, I think uh, as I say, I think the Bookies have got that, that priced up wrong. Great though for, for Liverpool, City Liverpool, and uh yeah, hopefully it's the start of a bit of a dynasty. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Any plans any plans for your for your parade? I thought you might be on the uh with lockdown restrictions lifting, I thought you might have been looking to to book your your wool bus. No, your faux parade with the uh, fake medals. Sorry, and wool
1: bus was that?
0: The wool bus, yeah.
1: Oh really? Okay, interesting. Um, I haven't heard more about the parade, but I'll get on to me mate and uh, yeah, see if it's still going ahead, which I'm sure it will be now more so than ever. And uh, we'll try and save you uh, a seats on the bus, eh, hey, mate?
0: I think I'd rather us didn't win the league, didn't be on that bus, to be honest with you. Fake medals and replica trophies, is it? I've seen a lot of them, lad, knocking about, what's the score there? Let's
1: hope so, yeah. I I hope, I hope the, the whole double-decker bushes are washed with them, to be honest with you. But not that not that your your opinions or thoughts mean anything on football anymore. Uh, I think all your credibility went out the window with your, uh, your lambasting of Fabinho in the, uh, in the last episode, only for him to come out and deliver a man-of-the-match performance against Palace and, and probably... Scored goal of the season at the same time. Fabinho, Alexander Arnold's on the move. Fabinho! Goodness me. Well, in an empty stadium, it doesn't get what it deserves. You hit the similar one against Man City this season at the opposite end, but this is better. So, yeah, I think, as I say, your, your credibility, a slice of credibility you had. Uh, it's completely gone on the back of that. Do you want to take this opportunity to publicly publicly apologise to not only Fabinho, but obviously the Liverpool faithful, that like you're probably offended at the same time and you your, in your criticism, of him.
0: Thought, criticism of him? I thought you'd let me off quite easily on the Fabinho front, to be honest. Lad. Yeah, he had a great game. I mean, they're not the games that I would criticise Fabinho and that's not really where he where he worries me, uh, where you've got a load oh, of the ball. Oh, that's convenience, okay. Yeah. A- 80% of the ball, I think we had, or something, didn't we, at Anfield. Fantastic, them games, but I think you see... I'd say was a big part of the reason why we had
1: 80% of the ball.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, when you've got a lot of the ball at home, definitely. I think we've seen uh, a little bit of what I was talking about the game after, and I made up that we've done this show after the City game, because I think a. Fragilities were were on show again, there. Eh? Defensive midfielder, nowhere to be seen, no protection on counter attacks against the good side. Um, we,
1: we, 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 was 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 every every Liverpool player's fragilities to be seen in that particular game? Not just off as a exactly that a complete write off of the game. Back of us winning the league and everyone was completely hung over by the looks of it. Van Dyke was poor, Robertson was awful. Don't think anyone painted themselves in glory. So to sort of be using that as your it's
0: sort a of resource, and your uh, justification of, of what you were saying on the previous episode pretty weak to be honest with you Steve. listen I'm I'm not going to completely double down I'll walk it back a bit he's a young lad for a defensive midfielder he's 26 I think he's still got time to learn a bit more of the Alas tricks that I think he needs in the bigger games uh, he needs to get a bit more of that Didier man savviness about him I think positional wise he looked like a fucking Carter second half there against City lad you can't you can't deny that like Pete but Lim.
1: didn't they all? Van Dyke looked terrible. So, yeah. what, what, Van Dyke, you've explained to me on this, uh, on our what should have been private conversation that you recorded and put out there, when you're saying Van Dijk's arguably the first best ever of the pool player. Possibly he was not. terrible against Van City. He was. So, so
0: what he was. He that? was. Just keep your eye on it. That's all I'll say. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he improves. I... No,
1: you've been proved wrong straight away. So, there you go. Yeah. Stats don't lie. I think, what is he? He's won the last 25. We've won the last 25 games at Anfield since he started. He's an ever presence. Every title winning team needs a Fabinho. If you look back to obviously makaleli at Chelsea, Kante at Leicester, you need someone in there, and Fabinhos are sort of makaleli and Kante. Uh, but with a with a, with a wildy goal in him, and, and I think is uh, is, uh, is is sort of his assists, his passing, his array of passings better than the aforementioned Kante and uh, makaleli as well. So I'd say he's probably. Uh, Upgrade on those, I definitely, be so, uh,
0: definitely not. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not the defensive, the defensive capabilities of McAlaley and Canty, though. Lad, do you know what I mean? But maybe, but maybe you're right, maybe he's more of a pillow player. Maybe I'm looking for a bit too much, from. Maybe he's a m- bit more pillow. Have you seen
1: how cultured his ball over the top is? Just his little yeah. diagonal clipboard, fantastic. Defenses. But,
0: but you're mentioning stats there, and I mean, Naby Keita hadn't lost a Premier League game idea for Liverpool until last week, so you can make a <laughs> Make a stats what you will, can't you really? I mean, would you would you
1: Um I make Moscow is a big, big Nabby fan. I don't know how, and, and there seems to be an element of Liverpool fans who for whatever reason love Naby Keita. but for me, lad, you've got to cut your losses. Yeah. You've got to cut your losses. I was too ex- lightweight, too crap. And then people telling me about his assist yesterday. Come on, do me a favour, he's played an eight yard ball into a gap. A Premier League footballer he does for not all
0: game, he was terrible all game. All for me, game for me I'd terrible. have Curtis
1: Jones over him all every day of the week, and I'm not just saying that for his goal yesterday. Yeah. If you look, been a bit part player all season, the iconic moments he's had the season, the goal against Everton in the FA Cup, is winning penalty in the shootouts and then coming off the bench, scoring. He's confident, he has he, he's, he's brilliant. I think honestly, Curtis Jones reminds me of a Haman, but with much more to his game, he's got much more of an attacking presence. Mm. I don't want it. I, I'm not going to say Gerard I wouldn't sort of, you know what I mean, after, after a handful of goals and appearances off the bench. But I made up, he signed a long term contract, and I hope going into the next season he's given more of an opportunity. For me, he's our Phil Foden. I think what Phil Foden is to Man City, I think that's what Curtis Jones is to Liverpool. And I'd much rather have Curtis Jones and Nabi
0: Cater every mm, day of the week. Mm, definitely, yeah. I mean, Liverpool, I, I don't get it. Match, match goers just, some of them seem to. Get get a bit of a cult cool following for certain players, don't they? You know, Lucas Lever was was a big hero at Anfield. I, I just never ever seen it to be honest chance. with you. Yeah, no, awful contract. player, but yeah. that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Really, and and it sounds like Naby might be might be the latest one. I like to give players a chance, lad. I was watching that Villa game yesterday, and I know he got that assist, but I think I've got to a point where it's just not going to work out. That he is just not going to be the impactful player that we thought he was going to be. And there's talk of Thiago from Bayern Munich, isn't there? I believe we're in deep talks with him at the moment by all accounts. A little bit more creative from midfield as well. Um will oh, be
1: brilliant. it would be, be what we're missing. Uh, well, I say what we're missing. At the end of the day, we just absolutely blitz the league. But can obviously, there <laughs> are areas where we need to improve. And certainly, some creativity in the middle of the park would be, would be one particular area. I think what we've got now, I think it's much of a muchness. Everyone's quite industrious. You've got Henderson... Uh, Wijnaldum and Fabinho who are probably our, our starting three in midfield they're all too similar and I say it's much of a muchness Wijnaldum's holding out on a contract there's rumours of him going back to Ajax so I do think that a little bit of creativity in the middle of the park is is one particular area that we can improve on and obviously with us being linked as heavily as we are with with Thiago uh, yeah, music to me is to be honest with you,
0: Steve OK, we've Liverpool here we have turned into the Anfield rap here further last we have, yeah Oh, well, we
1: football, I was I was quite pleased to see as well. We're talking about contract extensions. Obviously, well done again to Curtis Jones getting one there. David Luiz on the back of his uh, Man City performance that you looked on so oh. fondly on our oh. last episode. Oh dear, uh, contract extension. Just just wondering what your thoughts were on that, really.
0: Well, uh, it's desperation, isn't it? I think they've had a lot of defensive injuries over the since the return, Arsenal. I am um, so. I understand them doing it. For me, I mentioned Steve Bould, didn't I, on the, on the last podcast, proper podcast we've done. I think I'd, I'd rather give him a pair of boots, you know, give him a pair of umbro specialis, get Steve Bold out there. In fairness, he kept a clean sheet against Wolves on, on the weekend. I caught the end of that game. Was doing a little bit of trading on that game. Um, I know he picked up a yellow card. Didn't see that. Presume he'd pulled someone's head or something maybe on a corner. He's a fucking... Lunatic, <laughs> isn't he? But, uh, yeah, I mean, pff, probably need ticking over till the end of the season, Popey. Uh, Arsenal, they've got an FA Cup quarter-final, haven't he? Still to contest. So, I presume it needs much for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean... Backl-
1: it's not the backlash I was expecting when I set you off for that day. I Mate, mean, you seem more remorseful for what you'd said about Louise on the previous episode than what you did for Benio. You seem to be doubling down more so on Fabinho than... Uh, than, than
0: your views on on Luis, it almost seems to be backtracking on on, on David Luiz's. What, what's all that about? I don't want to be go down as um, having some issues with with Brazilians or Latin Americans. Do I really? I've got in on Firmino's missed chances, Firmino, I thought David Luiz <laughs> might make a bit of an unfortunate trifecta there. We're, we'll back away from it. Cost him a bit of slack as well because he did come out at the end of the game, which I thought was quite bold of him took complete um, ownership didn't he of the loss at city so he had to
1: though didn't he really? And how do we know he wasn't told to do so by somebody within the club? Like the media manager within within Arsenal, do you know what I mean? I think it was probably not but I don't know. It's probably probably
0: more likely Steve Bold who told him. I'd imagine Boldy probably had him by the uh, the short and Curlies in the in the dressing room. It's probably Boldy. Yeah he was just (laughs)
1: stood behind the cameraman, just literally just snarling him the whole time, yeah, during the interview probably. (laughs)
0: No, yeah, it's a one year extension, isn't it? I can't see his career at Arsenal going going past that really. Unless Arteta's had strong words on him and, and had some reassurances. But he's just always gonna gonna cause a mistake, isn't he, I think? Shite, yeah,
1: it's two, two kilometers, yeah. Of course he is, yeah. Two. It's like the the David James of Central Arts, really. That's oh, how I'd best describe him.
0: But speaking of um, mistakes there and uh faux pas, I'd mentioned a week without meat, a week without um, dairy, WhatsApp, Instagram, also pornography as well for a week, pofy. <laughs> oh
1: wow! Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So a well,
1: one week hiatus that, that that must be as as long as you've you've ever gone it with the thoughts. It's uh, <laughs> being the self confessed porn connoisseur that
0: you are. Well, you know, when you're in a long long term relationship, you need. Uh, you need your outlets, don't you? But I was, uh, I was quite entertained. Long-distance
1: relationship, you mean, yeah?
0: That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was quite
1: enter- <laughs> <laughs> You just outed yourself there
0: as the absolute fiend that you know? are. <laughs> I was quite entertained <laughs> to see uh, Big Ben Rufflesberger, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, was on a... A.K.A. Will Ferrell. A.K.A. the fridge on legs, yeah, um, Big Ben. <laughs> He was apparently talking on a Father's Day Christian Zoom stream last Sunday. And he was talking about his previous porn addictions and alcohol addiction. Seems to be knocking about in sport recently. I clocked Murphy, the jockey. Which Murphy really raised to be honest with you. I'd
1: probably put him number two jockey out there at the minute flat
0: jockey behind Frankie but go on i think he was trying to get a different sort of whip out to see he was commenting on the lindsay dor mckenzie's tweets quite uh, relentlessly <laughs> on twitter <laughs> um, Oh, the yeah 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 obviously we had john barnes a few weeks ago and now he's um, he's been on master chef this week yeah so uh, I, it looks like it looks like the lads are coming clean during lockdown and uh, Getting some of the Well even demons. though you haven't actually
1: been watching porn for the last week, you've certainly been watching what's happening within porn over the last week by the sounds of it. So is that being your source of your release?
0: Maybe that's how I'm getting me getting me kicked. No, I'm just always interested to see how uh, people's relationships with uh, with devices kinda kinda pan out. And Big Ben was saying, you know, I think he I think people think NFL players and people who are in the spotlight don't have the but He's obviously wrestled with them for, for years and he's this year coming back he feels like he's going to have his best chance at, at a Super Bowl for for many years because he, he's got rid of his demons, he's got his head in a better place, he's obviously found the Lord and quite a heavy religious guy because he was embroiled in it in a couple of um, sexual assault cases himself, wasn't he, over the years, Big Ben? He did get suspended from the league for a time. I think the porn star Stormy Daniels actually spoke about having a... A terrifying! Stormy incident. Daniels
1: of of Donald Trump fame, yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The one who uh, who Donald was um, liaison with, shall we say? Hand it over, and uh, so he did. And I was like, turn around, drop him. You told Donald Trump to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. So he turned around and pulled his pants down a little. You know, he had underwear on and stuff, and and I just gave him a couple swats. Just quite interesting to see, yeah, and I think in, in lockdown. So basically,
1: sorry to interrupt, as he found. So basically, is he's, <coughs> he's 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 got rid of the his, his addictions, or he's 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 fought off his addictions, and he's now what turned uh, to God, is, is that
0: right? Yeah, he's quite a religious leader by all accounts nowadays, Um I think he was quite a selfish guy, known as a bit of a prima donna and whatnot, obviously had these sexual cases against them, but he was just, I think it was called Man Up, uh, it was a Pittsburgh arranged thing, Mike Tomlin, his coach was on the call as well, and they were just Basically, talking quite openly about stuff they've gone through and how to be better men, basically. So, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Do you job- know what?
1: That maybe, maybe um, So that name again, Ben Roethlisberger. That might be enough to get our kicked into the NFL. She's, uh, she's, she's religious herself. Yeah. Um For want of a better word, and husband John, he goes to church on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she'll as and when she listens to this, she'll be googling Ben Roethlisberger, and I think she might say. Uh, might like become the casino with us, in the not so distant future, watching a few of the uh, few of the Steelers games potentially.
0: Might be a Pittsburgh Steeler with he Maybe she can take Johnny Barnes to church to- <laughs> over a Sunday. A little bit of confession <laughs> for him. He- he's on. He's on. <laughs> <The> confession <laughs> booth, yeah. I don't know what he'll be up to in that box. To be honest with you, Barnesy. But- <laughs> <laughs> the- the
1: confession booth, AKA the wanking chamber, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you caught someone Master Chef yet, yeah, Poppy? I mean, I'd, obviously it's pre-recorded before his incident with the pornography. But there's there's so much food innuendo, so much, so much meat references. I think there was a, uh, I think there was a comment about his soft spuds at one point. It, it's all just coincidental, like, but it, but it, it has tickled me like seeing Banzi sweating cubs in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a
1: puree, love the taste of the morels. Love the natural saltiness of those oysters. It's just missing probably the most important part, and that is the salt that's going to bring everything together. I'm desperate to dip that pork into something wet. Who's coming up with the innuendo? Barnsley
0: or the narrator or Greg Wallace? <laughs> well, Greg Wallace's. He, he, he looks that like. That is lovely. His, his facial yeah. expressions uh, while he's tasting them dishes, he, he looks like he's. He's delivering an, a, a money shot for Brazzers, doesn't he? <laughs> so is, uh, is, is
1: is Barnes, he's trying to find a little bit of a niche. Is he being the, uh, the male version of Nigella Lawson? Like, Is that what he's going with?
0: He's not.
1: Like he old career in management, football management. He's going to be the, uh, the new Nigella Lawson. Eh?
0: It's not really him, to be honest, with the innuendo. It's just kind of naturally coming up with the dishes he's cooking. He said, you know... I think he no, that, he knows
1: what he's doing. He knows what he's doing.
0: I think he said at one point, "I like the meat. I like the meat, and, and, and as much meat as possible." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Johnny, Jesus Christ, absolute
1: st- legend. But talking of uh, of of porn, I don't know whether you've seen in the news over the last couple of weeks. Your old mate Ron Jeremy is uh, is, is, is being charged with uh, with with rape on five different counts. I think
0: Christ, um, are are these recent? Reasons- are, are the recent charges on on Jeremy, or are the historical ones?
1: I don't know. I'd have to look into it further. I just seen it flash up because I know there was a time, maybe going back what ten years or so, he'd have his. Uh, he could potentially have any woman in Hollywood. i run Jeremy. Mm. Uh, palm of his hand, the Hugh Hefner of the porn industry, if you will. But uh, yeah, the demise of him, really. Seeing him in uh, seen him in court, he's he's a scruffy looking cunt, isn't he? baggy t-shirts, and he's still holding on to his, uh, his hair. His thinning hair, <laughs> similar, not super similar to yourself, really. <laughs> Uh, look pretty washed and jaded uh, so yeah I'd, I'd have to look into that whether it's uh, whether it's recent or it's uh, the Me Too movement makes me think that it could potentially be, be from back in the day but
0: uh, a historical one yeah No, don't know
1: uh, what your, uh, your thoughts were on that as
0: the same he was never really my bag Ron as a, as a male lead like <laughs> uh, I mean quite hard to get your kicks when there's a a fat fella pant who looks like Neville Southall isn't he really <laughs> Captain Beef Our vibes in uh, in every sense of the <laughs> word. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'd like to try and say, you know, if it was a recent one, try and like pop psychiatrist it and say maybe, you know, maybe he has fell from grace a bit and he, he's not getting the attention he, he was back in the day. Um, but to be honest with you, he's always been an ugly bastard, hasn't he? It's not as if he's lost his dashing looks and he's he's got desperate and... And committed I think some. that was part
1: of the appeal, really, yeah. Strangely, with all these these, these porn actresses, yeah? Because he was the biggest name in the industry on the male side, weren't he? For a, for a good good long while, like... He was the biggest uh, something
0: else as well, wasn't he? I don't think it was just his name, like... Or B-Fart.
1: i on the mind map. I've seen reports or a documentary on it in the past and he's, uh, he's the type who just takes home all the freebies, just rinses hotel rooms, packs his suitcase full of... Towels and free soaps and all that. So, I think you'd do anything for a dollar. Like, well, let's, so, uh, let's. Whether you'd want to sweat in the pot and all that sort of defeats the object of getting them on in the first place. I'm guessing it's, uh, yeah, it, it, would, it would be, you would not usually pay your, your guests, although, you know, Trisha Goddard's such such th- hard times recently. So, you know, those are to, you know, give her some sort of financial incentive. But it might be worth just, just dropping them a tweet or something of some sort to see if he's uh, interested in getting on the mind map.
0: Now might not be the time, Poppy. Should we see maybe how these uh, charges pan out, I think, before we... Uh... You'd be surprised No,
1: I think you'd do anything for a dollar, like, quite literally, so. let mm, so mm. the waters, see how you get on. Big run. <laughs> the 2020 Investec derby, 16 of them lined up. <laughs> to cover, Emmett McNamara gets to work on Serpentine now. He's still got eight or ten lengths over Khalifa Sat... Oran Navian down the outside. Kamiko is trying to stay on behind these. A further and a half left for the lead at the last home. Serpentine still by eight to ten lengths over Khalifa Sat. Oran Naveen, Mogul and Kamiko. And Serpentine is not stopping. He's made it all. He's out there all the way. It's six or seven lengths still. And Serpentine for a remarkable win in the Investec
0: Derby. Speaking of dollars, we didn't, uh, we didn't make much from the racing over the weekend. We were both pretty sweet on English King, weren't we, lad? Um, Should we have a little gab about the Derby? is it the is it the craziest is it the craziest classic frame you've ever seen in your life? I think the trifecta paid something like fifty six thousand to one or something, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> it had to be, didn't it? It's um, I, I'm I'm now convinced more so than ever, even before the running of the Derby, English King. Is the best horse in the race and will achieve more than anyone, any other horse in that field. I was frustrated to read yesterday Frankie's thoughts on it. He said, Oh, well, maybe we could have come second or third. Well, if you backed them each way, as I had, and as you put up on the page for our listeners to do, I think you're not going to really find much solace in that. or we couldn't no. come second, or third. No. But why didn't you get a whip out more in the finish? I felt as though the horses that did fill the minor places in second, third, and fourth. I felt as though they were riding more so, for, more for the places more so than, than what Frankie was an English King. Carality maybe he didn't want to be too hard on him for the future races in mind. But it doesn't help when you when you backed them each way. He could have got your money back there. Uh, Mad race, yeah. Just just obviously they let him go from the fronts. Speaking to your Ross about it, he said he doesn't know whether it's more so obviously the horse that won't be in an absolute machine or.
0: Awful, awful, awful riding from the jockeys in behind. And I think it's probably more so the latter than anything else. Yeah, I think it's going to run again, isn't it, at some point? I think, is it going to take on uh, love in the St. Ledger? Uh, I was reading, they, they, they seem to think that's... Is that's, this
1: English King?
0: No, no. Well, probably English King might go there as well, but Serpentine, the winner, which, um, obviously, honourable mention for me <laughs> misses for picking it. We walked into the Shoreditch Labrooks, Literally two minutes yeah. before the race was about to go off, and uh, I said, Go on, pick a winner, I'll have a little five each way on one for you. And uh, she went right for Serpentine, like the look of it. And I, nice. I absolutely owes up as it came around the bend. You, you could just see, I said to her, I said, You've nicked this here, Lid. You know, I said, Uh, he's not getting caught, Macromada. Here, I don't think I think you've absolutely nicked it, but like you say, yeah, for the people who followed our advice and maybe backed each way, a little shot to nothing. On english king it was disappointing that frankie hasn't got to work on it i mean the pre we previously mentioned there murphy he looked like he was uh thinking of lindsay dole mckenzie didn't he on the ride home on Kamecho <laughs> very much hands and heels and whip and everything he could throw at it there really to to get to get the fourth place i think if frankie would have given it a little bit more there's no doubt about it we'd have got our money back but as you say, we will get a chance to back the horse again um, in a few weeks, and maybe we'll get a bigger price. That it's not a runner up in the Derby; it's a fifth in the Derby rather than a runner up. Hopefully, so we'll that will help us down the line yeah. backing it again. Value. We're gonna
1: get more value, yeah, next time out. The, the ledger's not till September, so we'll be racing in between as as will all of the horses. So you'll definitely get more value on it next time out. If you watch the race back as well, like literally a few strides after the line, he's third. Mm. which is even more frustrating. Yeah, And then I think another 50 yards, it would have been second. It wasn't catching the, 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 the winner. Fair play to so do it. Obviously, it stole it from the front. But yeah, it was just a bit frustrating. He'd he done that a couple of times at Ascot, Frankie, as well, which is a little bit frustrating. So that's why I'd have a little bit of a tendency to to favour the Ocean Murphy ridden horses. I still think Frankie is, is the best jockey in the game, probably the best flat jockey ever. But you will always get that from Murphy. You'll always get stuck into them. Whether yeah. he's thinking of Lindsay Thorne or whoever, like he always have a go in the finish, which is uh, which is a little bit frustrating. But uh, we go again, as they say, and uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the only uh, disappointing tip he put up on the page over the last week. We had Unleash I oh,
0: think yeah. this
1: time week. Brian yeah. Smart Juvenile, which again failed to get out the stalls, fell asleep in the stalls. Which I was massively oh, please, I had to say I was angry was was an understatement.
0: I actually felt like unleashing the wrath of God upon Fisk race course when it just didn't get out the stalls. Popey, we, we've had a lot of that with, with horses we've put up on the Instagram page. My convos with the Pope, if you're not following it. We seem to have had quite a lot of horses that have just failed at the start, struggled to get out the stalls. And then we've had horses like, like Patrick Sarsfield. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about him. He won again this week. You did put him up on a podcast a few weeks ago. He was unfortunately a non-runner for the race for the for the Irish ledger. Since then he's he's hosed up in his in his two races since, hasn't he, Popey? It's
1: like a therapy session this yeah. Major Starfield. So obviously put him up at the Lincoln six to one. He was second reserve, relying on horses to come out. Unfortunately, there was no other O'Brien trained horses, whether it be his, his dad's, or his younger brothers in the field, because I'm sure if that was the case, then a couple of horses would have come out so that he could have got into the race. Next time out, obviously we touched on it last episode. He ran, I think, the following Sunday. I got him at opening prices seven to two. So I'll just put him up on the page. He didn't. He went off at six to five, uh, absolutely hacked up. Uh, and then again, he's ran at the weekend after a 50 15 pound rise. By the handicapper uh, and another competitive looking uh, handicap over in Ireland and absolutely sluiced up again. So, looking at that and at the, the the basically the fact he's still winning with what looked plenty in hand after going up 15 pounds in the recent race, I think he potentially would have about two stone in hand for the Irish Lincoln. And he's also beaten horses who ran and were placed in the Irish Lincoln. He's mm. beaten fucking with plenty up the sleeve He's as well. He's blathering them, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. First He's... time. So that's disappointing. The one that got away, obviously we've used those words for Mahitha, Uh but I certainly think you can uh, you can certainly put Patrick Sarsfield in that same category as well.
0: Mm, most definitely, most definitely. I Have watch... you been watching any of
1: the golf, Steve?
0: Do you know what? I haven't. I, I did last week, yeah. I've had a couple of... Uh, I had a place this week, Adam Hadwin. Uh, Adam Hadwin, is that his name? Yeah, Canadian lad. So that was a little touch. He was 35 to 1 after the after the first round. But, but I didn't see him, just watching leaderboards really popey at the moment. I I've heard mean, there's been some uh, some comedy. Hasn't there on the yeah, on some the fairway? Flatulence, fairways. yeah. Some flatulence, yeah, Ian Poulter.
1: He was, uh, yeah, it wasn't this week's tournament, it was the one last week, yeah, after his playing partner had teed off. I can't remember exactly who it was. He just heard... Uh,
0: was it? Was he playing with the trumpet player from upstairs here, was he? Or? <laughs> well, d-
1: did he have new shoes on? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so he actually farted after his uh, after his, his playing partner, which was which is great comedy to be honest with you. I'd go as far as saying, although it's not hard, it's probably the best thing that Ian Pulse has ever done on a golf course, to be honest with you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not his biggest fan Pulse. Eh?
1: I know everyone like he's he's renowned for his Ryder Cup exploits. Give him a little bit of credit for that. But for me he's gotta be the biggest myth in golf. Has he actually has he actually ever won a tournament? I'll have to look it up, whether he has, you know.
0: Yeah, he's he's won tournaments, but uh Few like the Austrian in, Open or something. Yeah, few and far between. I don't think he's the one Moroccan of the Moroccan masters. <laughs> I don't think he's one of European um leaderboard uh, like like a tour, has he? I don't think he's been the, no, the money. He, earner yeah,
1: he's or, no, he's crap. No. Awful. Alright, he's credit where it's due for the Ryder Cup couple as an individual in an individual sport. Yeah, garbage, never done anything. Biggest of in golf, but he's gone up slightly in my estimations, the fact that he was, uh, he was farting on the tee in the PGA Tour events.
0: That sounds like something right out of our society, that, doesn't it? I mean, we were never... Well, it got missed... me thinking,
1: yeah. What, what, what would you say? A few funny society stories over the years, of which there's plenty, most of which aren't probably suitable for a podcast, but no, we will spring to man. I know Ting has had a few moments.
0: Yeah, I remember us playing on Eccleston Park once. I think we'd played on a Thursday and uh, the drainage was terrible it was awful i think we played in the either the summer or the, the end of the winter and they give us a free game on the sunday but they were like look it's a it's a, it's a members day the sunday so we'll we'll, we'll slot you in play around the members and uh, i think it was the second tee. uh of course was chocker absolutely each tee was you know good 15 20 minute wait to tee off and uh, we come to the second I've got my ball out my tee and there's just uh, a large shit just curled up on the uh, on the second seat and Andy, yeah, Andy for sure. On the, the tee, yeah, Andy for sure Tinger has uh, left a little little surprise for, for us and the uh, and the members in behind. <laughs>
1: So, did you leave it for the members in behind, or, or did you just get your uh, your, your spaz club and, and flick it off into I, the uh, long
0: grass? I think the spaz club was rolled out, as you know. It's it's the utility club in every sense of the word, and it's uh, <laughs> it's not scared to get stuck in there and flick a fellow member's shit off a tea. <laughs> so I, I there's
1: a, there's another actual, unsurprisingly, it involved uh, Andy Fawcett again, or Tinger as he's known to his mates. Uh, we were playing Southport the other year. Um, and I was walking up the... I think it was the 13th fairway. And then you've got the 16th hole adjacent to that. The sort of... The, the, the fairways run parallel along each other. Just took a little look to me right, only to find Singer uh, find there. Uh, completely naked by a uh, a pair of white, almost knee-high socks. I think he went up to about his shit. Quite composed, just taking a shot, like a wedge into the green, which was actually recorded and put out on, on our society, uh, society WhatsApp group. So, uh, yeah, that's,
0: that's probably my abiding memory of the uh, society over the last few years. Could you dig that out for us, I don't think I've seen that clip. Not for uh, Ron Jeremy reasons, like not not from a, a sexual proclivity point of view. But I'll say, yeah, you, you can
1: tell you
0: do not much for the last week. <laughs> Dying to see Tinker in his knee eyes. No, I'll throw that up on the Instagram if I can, if I can get away with it. It might, it might do us a favour and actually get us the Instagram closed down, really. Bit of nudity.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, just, just for this whole alone. You ready for one-on-one? I'm ready for one-on-one, brother. Let's do this. All right. Off the back tees, shoeless and shirtless with cigarette in mouth, Daly crushed his three-wood
0: down the left-hand side of the fairway. And before I could even tee off, he started razzing me about my Pumas. Where'd you get those shoes? New York City? You don't like my Pumas? At least I was wearing shoes. There you go. Look at
1: that, bro. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. I think well it needs to yeah, need something needs to happen to that Instagram page. I'll try and dig it out, but uh I'm there... one of the lads will have anyway. So for anyone listening, feel free to uh to, to send it on a private message to see.
0: It, is there any uh, any plans to get the society back out there? Captain Popey, are we looking at getting a game out, a socially distanced tournament, maybe at some point. I
1: was gonna ask you about this, yeah. Obviously Southport's the big one, uh, Southport municipal it's yeah. the sort of the one. Society event of the year really that we all sort of stay out after it.
0: Well, it's a cracking day, you know.
1: Kick on into town like so I might just do it as a sort of a one off this year. Just mm. just do a Southport society game in August. And then but I'll I'll, I'll put the feelers out on the group anyway, to who's up for it? Okay. I can't get in many more games other than that to be honest with you, but, but certainly I w I wouldn't like to I uh, wouldn't like to miss out on, on Southport this year
0: no no it's tricky isn't it yeah yeah it, it's tricky what are your thoughts because you're you're more of a gympho than, than anyone in
1: the society group like so if, if you're good to go then I don't no see
0: listen if i'm back up there i'm gonna be i'm gonna be down here for a, for a, you know over a month or so but if you can do it end of august more towards the end of August then yeah yeah i'm up i'm game i'll get me a, i'll get me visor at to go with me uh me, uh what, what was his name, lad? Japanese lad, who I used to wear the hat. Oh, Mattiame. No, was it Mattiame? who used to wear the hat. Wasn't there another one? Fuji, Fuji, something. Can't remember. Oh, I'm not too sure. To yeah, but I. The, uh, I'll you've, have...
1: you've you've got some terrible clobber. I'll have to give
0: Gangan a knock anyway and get some of their me dance for the year. Uh, <laughs> the... I'll get me fedora out, me white slacks, and I'll be, uh, I'll be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. You you make the call, and I'll. Uh,
1: well, I look to mid-late August anyway. Cater for your needs again, you selfish
0: cunts. Yeah, if you can, Poppy. Yeah, as a, as a former yeah. captain, yeah, if if you don't mind pandering to me needs, then uh, yeah, let's have a little bit of that. In terms of it uh, organizing stuff and and putting events on, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about boxing and UFC, lad. This week feels like another week to be uh, a bit of an embarrassed boxing fan, really. UFC is gearing up for Fight Island 251, isn't it, Um, in Abu Dhabi. British Boxing is coming back on BT with Brad Foster v James Beach. Who? Yeah. Exactly. I think um, Conor McGregor's famous line comes to mind, doesn't it, There with, with, with those pair of boys, unfortunately. Uh, did that some bad news, the UFC? I don't know if you'd seen over the weekend Burns. I dropped yeah. out of the main events. Masvidal's actually confirmed this morning, lad. Masvidal is in terms agreed. Um, he'll be fight newsman in uh, in the main events the weekend. Which is so. Just... So
1: there's, 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 there's two things I need to touch on there really. So because what I'd heard over the weekend was that Fight Island in the UFC was now now the jeopardy. It was now in jeopardy rather because of the positive coronavirus case. Mm-hmm. Was that still going ahead, because No,
0: we're on. Cause... We're on, yeah. Yeah, Masvidal is is right in for Burns.
1: So, was he going to be the main event, was he? And he... now Masvidal taking his place against Newsman?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Burns beat my man, Woodley, didn't he? In my former tip of the week. Not quite a tip of the week. It was one I put up to put in an accumulator. No, but... it was a
1: tip of the week. No, it what? spade.
0: <laughs> check, check the tape. It wasn't a tip of the week. So, he was the main event, yeah. And he's tested positive for COVID in Brazil before he's gone to the island. Now, Masvidal uh, was meant to be the original main event against Usman. This is a fight he have been trying to make for a while, by all accounts. Uh, he couldn't agree money. He's been holding out, thinking that UFC fighters in general aren't paid enough for what the company's making. I was going to say,
1: he's very much been the spokesperson in relation to that. He has. Now, He's contradicting himself by, by fighting in the main events on Fight Island. What, what's all that about?
0: Well, he must have put a real, real lump on him, mustn't he? I mean, Dana's obviously in a sticky position. He's got a weak... To save um, a massive card, something that's been plugged for since we went into lockdown. Really, they've been talking about Fight Island, haven't he? But a little bit of credit again for Dana White, lad. Jesus Christ, I, I mean, it's unheard of. It's like pulling, I don't know, you, you pulling the likes of a Canelo on a week's notice and and putting them into a to a main event. How does he? Credit manage for Dana, it? less so for Masvidal. I know you're a big fan of Masvidal, but you, you sort of you
1: taking. That stance of being the spokesperson for the rest of the UFC fighters uh, about obviously you're not paid enough. Only to in the next breath you're accepting a fight on Fight Island as as the main event. And all right, you've made the assumption that he's going to be paid handsomely. See, it's not that I'm asking for more money. It's
0: uh, it's I'm asking for a bigger revenue share of what we bring in. You know, um, I got a lot of questions, and one of them is uh, NBA, NHL, baseball. They make uh, I think 50% of what the players with, uh, with the organization of the players brings in football. I think it's 47%. Mine's is like 18%. So I have these questions in my mind like why so much does to put the cage up cost so much to set up? What what is it so much you know? And uh, I I want these questions answered maybe. So I thought what better place to come on here and and ask for these questions you know. I
1: don't know, it, it, it doesn't seem as though...
0: You think he's a bit of a scab, Popey? You think he's broke the pick-up yeah, yeah. line he's, a bit? Possibly,
1: he's, he's, he's certainly not true to his words, is he? I know you're a big, big fan of his and he's good for the sport and he's like a, a poor man's Conor McGregor mm. to an extent in terms of box office. Well, yeah, not someone I, I could get behind, to be honest with you, barely just just, just changing his his, his stance at what a, a, well, we can only assume is an extra...
0: Zero on
1: the
0: paycheck potentially, and that's only that's only an assumption, isn't it? Really, so I'd have to yeah. Pope, I'd have... wipes the floor with them anyway. I'd have to have a look into his gripes really, master. I don't know if he was doing it on behalf, if he was kind of out there as like union leader sort of stance, or it was more about his paycheck and. He's obviously got his paycheck this week, hasn't he? And you've got to remember with the UFC, it isn't unionised Yeah, I know they are trying to shift towards that, and we've spoke about how that's going to potentially cause us the issues we have in boxing. I think Masvidal was more about getting his paycheck, and they are kind of like freelancers, aren't they? They're, um, Do you want to become unionised? He needs to like get Kenny Day in there.
1: He's a big union man, isn't he? I'll <laughs> meet Moscow as that.
0: Absolutely, like yeah. absolutely. Let's get, let's get <laughs> Kenny in there, maybe that's... Maybe that's a role. But yeah, just, just just, again, to compare it to boxing, I mean, Eddie's talking about fight camp, I think that kicks off, doesn't it, in August. The first rule of fight camp is no bad fights, but then he's talking pay-per-view for, for White Povecken. It's just it's just quite embarrassing to see the parallels of the two companies and the two cards and, and how the fans are getting treated. I think it's a bit of a fucking joke, lad. Don't get me wrong. I'm never really a, a domestic guy on the boxing front. I do like the American stuff more. So maybe for some people, Brad Foster, James Beach is a tantalising return to a uh, to British boxing. For me, it's uh... so
1: It's not like a couple of dormants, To be honest with you, it's not really not not not, not something that's going to entice me to watch it. So what's the you know with with well, obviously boxing is if it goes the distance, it's twelve three minute rounds, thirty six minutes.
0: Mm.
1: I've seen five five minute rounds, twenty five minutes. So so effectively. Boxing is longer, so the training camps for boxing are they are they typically longer for the fighters than what they are for UFC?
0: They seem pretty. Um, they they part
1: seem is that part of the reason as to why it's taken so long to sort the logistics out? Or what what is it like?
0: I don't know. I don't really know lad. I think I think it's just as we were saying there. And I heard at the end talking about it this week on the Athletic. It was his mailbag. I think he does like a mailbag at once every two weeks or something. And he. He's full of credit for Dana White, and I think he's had him on his podcast over lockdown. He would love, so he's saying, he would love to do what he's done, either in terms of takeover by just becoming the most dominant company or by kind of buying the other companies, buying Top Rank, buying Golden Boy. I think he said the Bob Adams open to that. But while you've got fighters who aren't all under one roof, it's going to take a while to negotiate fights. Um, Fighters haven't been able to be in gyms over here, have they? um legally no. and officially till a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> so I do understand that, but it looks like it looks like the UFC lads have just kept themselves in in peak condition. And I know from the fights I've been watching over the last over the last couple of months, you know, lads have been getting calls on Tuesday. They've had to have been in Florida, in Jacksonville on a Friday. But because they're independent traders, because they're yeah. freelancers they're just working, ready for the call. Masvidal has obviously been in shape, knowing that this could fall through. i seen another lad talking about it. Um, I forget his name. Connington, is he? Um He was open to get the Usman fight. He said he's never been in better condition because he's been waiting for a coronavirus test to, to basically get him a shot. So it's on the yeah. boxers a little bit, lad, as much as it is on the people who are organised there, I believe.
1: So is there no promotion in UFC? Is said the freelance? Is there no, no promotion? Promoters in the in the same way that promoters dominate the sports of boxing?
0: He is the promoter, isn't he? I'm sure they have managers, I'm sure they have agents, but Dana White is the promoter, so Dana White puts the fights on in the UFC. Yeah. Um he obviously have his matchmakers and whatnot and obviously there is there is some um trade Issues probably to look at there in terms of employment and and how much people are getting paid. Maybe he does. He's going to have to look at the percentages going forward. But in terms of in terms of product, lad, for fans, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? With boxing at the moment, let's be honest. Fight Island. How much?
1: How much of a better business model than it is though? The UFC compared to boxing with yeah. how, how how more
0: efficiently it runs. Mm, mm, definitely. I mean, stateside, there's talk of some. Bigger and better fight stakeside. side. I think Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia, which is a really fun fight, is uh, is getting a little bit closer. Well, would that sort of thing maybe entertain you with boxing, Pope? Have you thought about boxing yourself recently, or you know, since we've been in lockdown, or is it not one you've you've really missed? No, not really.
1: No, it's it's it's, it's not something I'd, I'd given much much thought to. To be honest with you, I've just been focusing more so on the football and the horse. Recent, can't say I particularly missed it. I've never really been into me boxing as much as you or the likes of our, our other mate Ted would mm. be. Um, I watch the big fights, of course, but I'm not a sort of uh, I kind of say for the for the sports. I'm, I'm I'm more of a more of a football, more of a more of a horse racing man. Both obviously the the disparity between between what is effectively two competitive sports and in, in the both combat sports and boxing and MMA or UFC. Is evident really, and I just think, yeah. By by, it, 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 they've been a lot. They've been slow to get to the party. Uh, people involved in boxing, whether it be Hearn or, or his, his over mm. the pond, as it were. And no, it's not something that I've missed. In all honesty, and, and 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 I think for fans of combat sports, I'm sure the UFC is more than filled the void given how much of it there's been and obviously the potential fights or, or the confirmed fights on the horizon with, with Fight Island and what have you. So no not not for me, I know you're more of a Well, you have been historically more of a boxing fan, but you certainly seem to be uh, seems to to be becoming more of a, a UFC fan.
0: And that I'm um, I'm still very much I'm still very much a, a boxing fan, you know, the, the prospect of Pacquiao getting back out there. I know he's a little bit over the hill, but that kind of excites me really to to see him possibly getting the gloves back on. But yeah, I just think Product wise, yeah, they've really, really gotta gotta pick the game up, hopefully. It's quite it's quite disheartening to see some of the talk around cards. And as we've said on previous podcasts, you know, Joshua, Joshua Fiore, are we really gonna get excited about a fight that could be two years and three other fights down the yeah, line. Yeah, it's just it's it just shrouded in ambiguity, really. And it, yeah, it will happen, but only if that happens first, and then this happens, and
1: whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. it's not a... De- yeah, this fight is happening. This is the date it's happening. It's um, we touched on it a few times, mate. There's too much ducking and diving in boxing, and I think the promoters it's a blame for that more so than anyone. Mm. Whereas UFC, there's none of that, none of that. What so I know McGregor's done a little, He's been accused of doing a little bit of it. Or other than that, they'll just anyone will fight anyone really, yeah. and that's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's too much money involved in boxing
0: for that to be the case so i can't see it changing anytime soon to be honest i am mm-hmm. um, okay uh, do you want to get
1: on to... you know you mentioned to me pre-production alarmingly for the third week straight, you wanted to talk snooker the championship record held by rex williams is 142 and bill Werbnick, the north american champion is about to equal that
0: i was chuckling away to be honest with you Poppy, before i don't know if you'd me as the as the core connected um <laughs> i was reading now i think was it episode 11 you were complaining of no characters in snooker in the past you know outside of ronnie o'sullivan lost um, count of episodes
1: to be honest with you mate.
0: Yeah, they're all kind of blended into one at this point with the lockdown, Andy. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think you've done snooker a bit of a disservice there. When when I had a little think about it, and I was thinking about Hurricane Higgins and uh, Dennis Taylor, you know, real real fun characters knocking about. I know you mentioned Vega a little bit, but were you ever <laughs> were you ever familiar- my gripe before you go into this? There's no currently
1: there's no characters within snooker. Ah. Okay Ah, okay, sorry I'd
0: like, argue there's, 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 there's,
1: there's never been a sport with as many characters historically and snooker going through the list there But sorry, continue
0: Did you ever get familiar with Big Bill Webinuch? A Canadian, chunky Canadian player in the, uh, I think it was the late 70s and 80s Just with... Can't say I
1: did, no, but I, I, I'm sure I'll have to <laughs>
0: Well, just what just what you him. Just what you saying there about it. I, I, it made me think of him, and I was just reading over a couple of articles. I didn't know much about him myself till around about three or four years ago. I had a bit of a heavy drinking session myself. Um, was on a day two. We were hitting a bit of a wall. I think me and Andy Ashton and Big Stevie Mitchell. Who I think listens to the uh, to the podcast as well. Andy Ashton just started talking about Big Bill. Started saying, "Look at that table. Looks like Big Big Bill's table." Uh, Big Bill, big yeah, Big Bill Webber. i never heard of him. now, a eh, snooker player. So, anyway, he spent the next hour or so reading articles and uh, his Wikipedia page and whatnot. <laughs> Lad, just the most incredible, incredible character ever. And if you, if you'll just indulge me a minute, Popey, I'll, uh, I'll, read out, Look, I'll read out some of the, some of the sections even. From I his. will
1: do, but but I need to remind you that we are in danger of becoming a snooker podcast. Which,
0: which I mean Jimmy Lee Will be, be made up with But I don't know About the rest of the listeners Do you not think do you think it's a bit of an A uh, bit of a dying sport bit of a niche sport For our listeners Would you say
1: Potentially Well it's not even a sport Really is it But anyway Go on We'll, uh, you well let you Give him a good Enough build up Let somewhere. me just
0: let, let me just read Some bit. I mean well For starters It might be the greatest Wikipedia page There is and, and that's saying Something I don't know How many entries bold. Wikipedia has He's got a whole section Under alcohol consumption <laughs> So I'll just I'll just read this section and and people can people can do some further reading if they want to uh, afterwards. Webernach was noted for the copious amounts of alcohol he consumed before and during matches. At least six pints before a match, and then one pint for each frame. In total, he, dra- he drank between forty and fifty pints of lager per day. Doctors advised Webernach to drink alcohol to counteract a familial benign essential tremor in his arms. Later in, well, his, later in his career, he, he also took Profrafenol, a beta blocker, to cope with the effects of his alcohol consumption on his heart. Bill was also famously reported in the UK tabloid press as successfully claiming the cost of six pints of lager before every match as a tax-deductible expense. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it's like, I'm
1: guessing he would have uh, got that money out of uh, Barry hair. It's like getting blood out of a stone with him. Obviously.
0: Absolutely, like, yeah, absolutely. Listen Nowadays, more so Eddie's
1: dad than anything else because he was running
0: the snooker game back then. He was, he uh, was. To get, to get that on your exes sounds, sounds, in itself. Sounds like Moscow on his expenses, that, doesn't it? Six pints, six pre-match <laughs> pints. Fucking hell. And the rest. Listen, yeah, to, this. Yeah. Listen to this, dad. Some of Webberner's most famous feats of drinking include 76 cans of lager during a game with John Spencer in Australia in the 1970s. <laughs> Need to get footage
1: of it. Need
0: to get footage
1: of that game.
0: He had 43 pints of lager in a snooker match-slash-drinking contest against Scotsman Eddie Sinclair, in which, after Sinclair had passed out following his 42nd pint, Webbernock was reported to say, I'm away to the bar now for a proper drink.
1: (laughs) Is that that physically
0: possible? 40-odd pints? Well, this is the thing you could see. It. I was reading an article on him. You could see the pints going down. You, you know, because it was televised the whole game. You can see his table. You can see how many, how many pints he's drinking. Here's another one. Hang on. Yeah, twenty-eight pints of lager, and sorry, he had twenty-eight pints of lager and sixteen whiskies over the course of eleven frames during a match against Nigel Bond in January 1990, after which Webbernock then consumed an entire bottle of scotch to drown his sorrows <laughs> after losing the match. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did he die? I think he died in 90, 1990. Uh, was it 1990? No, 2003. died, lad. Heart condition. L- liver failure. Okay, heart condition. Absolutely ridiculous, lad! I... Oh well,
1: absolutely cool figure within the uh, within the sport. Like, yeah. yeah, that's. I think some of that's being being not only glorified clearly, and I'm rightly so. I think it's got to be some exaggeration within there, mate. I don't see how you can have seventy six cans in a in a game in a game of snooker. <laughs> I understand there's there's a little bit of uh, as the saying goes, Dutch courage, especially if you're playing pool or something. Have a few few, do you know what I mean? Is a little bit of a loosener. It's 76 so with all the empties just strewn across the floor like oh, just well, on the floor been... I think but someone was yeah, taking them away just walking in and out.
0: yeah we'll try and get we'll try and get some footage of the Eddie Sinclair match or the John Spencer match or the uh, or the Bond the, the Bond match I mean 16 fucking hell had 28 pints of lager and 16 whiskies over 11 frames it's It's quite incredible. Does Ronnie
1: look like uh, Sean Murphy,
0: did not he? I know, huge character, (laughs) lad. And you can imagine being on day two having Andy Ashton read this out to you. And um, oh,
1: brilliant! Yeah,
0: a barely big drinker himself, like it was quite the set and like quite the one man show it was that morning.
1: (laughs) So does that can we can we safely say that concludes our snooker talk for the year, or or are there other characters in a similar mould as as Big Bad
0: Bill? Bill Bill Webber. I don't know lad I don't know We'll see You go out, you go away And you might find yourself Down a bit of a, a Big Bill rabbit hole And you might have Some uh, some content for, for me I can see him being A, a recurring feature as, as as the pod goes on lad <laughs> Our he, Buffalo Bill Great uh, One hell of a hey. character One hell of a character I guess we should uh, We should possibly Be moving on To the tip of the week Territory Shouldn't we Popey And that's step in so your arms
1: Well, yeah, you're, you're on a roll. After you, uh, what
0: was it, a ten to eleven shots? It was landed. a ten to eleven shot. Yeah, so much, so much on a roll that we've actually got our uh, our first sponsor this week. Poppy Tip of the Week is brought to you by the Soho Juice Co which is yeah. a it's a soft drink by day it's a spirit mixer by night be cool save chilled proudly yeah. still uh we were sent them out we were sent a couple of crates out of uh of Soho juice poppy have you managed to indulge this week i
1: had a couple last night yeah some uh, some hipster flavors in there very nice indeed uh, washed down the uh, the tea that i had last night nice little pasta dish very well Uh, I would have thought as well he'd make a good mixer if you want to put a shot of vodka in there or, or, or whatever alcoholic beverage you're into. Um so yeah, much appreciated.
0: Well well that's exactly it, Poppy, yeah, as 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 they say in the blurb there, soft drink by day, spirit mixer by night, yeah. So yeah. It, it's for me as as, you know, when we go out to the casino and we, we go and do our NFL nights, I, I don't tend to drink much, do I? It's only occasions when a when a bevy these days and uh yeah. it's really it really is a good soft drink. It, you know, you come away from that casino sometimes after an NFL night and fucking hell, you'd have been better having a big bill drinking session, I think. Um, you've had like eight Pepsis, a couple of Red Bulls. Yeah. If you've done three games on the bounce, it is a real nice still soft drink, no fizz, but it does really go yeah. well in a, in a gin or a vodka as well. So maybe you and it Lou, is, yeah. maybe you and Lou this week can indulge on a, a couple of uh, solo gins, maybe. Yeah,
1: possibly. Yeah, but no, very nice, very refreshing, and uh, yeah, our first commercial sponsor, our first and no doubt last commercial <laughs> sponsor on
0: the show. <laughs> We'll see about that. We might have some uh, alcoholic drink companies clambering for us after the, uh, the the big bill content this week. We'll have to see. I... <laughs> you know. Do you want to do? you, you want to put your your odds on tip of the week up, or, or do you want me to to, to
1: get stuck in? What do you want to do?
0: You can get stuck in, Pogba. Yeah, yeah. no go on. You get stuck in first. I know you like to you like to go first. Maybe we should. As I say, we spoke a little bit about being unlucky there. Obviously, Chelsea landed last week. I did put up Wolves in play the weekend as well, as Triodore was uh, stripping his trackies off at six to four in running against Aston Villa last weekend. So uh, yeah, we've had a few a few decent bits. I seen Big Sol Campbell's left South End as well. So hopefully, some of our listeners are. Uh, are wait to see if he gets the Bolton job. Who the Bolton Weekly newspaper has been reporting yeah. pretty pretty closely on. Um, Big Souls managerial struggle with South End. So, yeah, hopefully we can land that 12 to one shot the next, in the coming days. They have, although
1: they reported on him leaving South End. I still haven't seen him directly linked with the job. No. If you just saw Google, Sol Campbell, Bolton, that does seem to be a list of candidates above him. But I don't know whether that's good news in itself that it's not being reported on. It's a little bit.
0: Hush, hush, who knows? Yeah, so, uh, well, I think we've been hit and miss with our tip of the week, and we've we got a few irons in the fire still, but do you want to add uh, another log to the flame, so to speak, Popey? What have you got for us, lad? I can do, but
1: you're going on about all the success you've had on the page. What about the Swansea shot you put up, only for them to get beaten
0: the following game? <laughs> do you know what? I thought that might have slipped under the radar. They did win yesterday. They are up to eighth, so they are four points out the playoffs. They beat Sheffield Wednesday yesterday. Bit of a bad tip, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was me... uh oh, great. Yeah, doesn't fill our listeners with too much
1: confidence,
0: does he? My old mate Jake Bidwell, like, yeah, I was having a little catch-up with him. I sent him the podcast to see if he uh, fancied having a listen. And he just, he obviously wasn't sending it out as a tip, but he was just really confident talking about Swansea. thought they were great against Middlesbrough, had a great pre-season. and um, thought they'd get right in the playoff mix. But yeah, they got beat by bottom of the league. Luton, didn't he? I had the, the, on a couple of hours yeah, after, I'm, I'm I sure conference. it'd be made up anyway. That you've passed the book to him, you've, uh, you've,
1: you've 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 passed blame onto him. Yeah, it's never, never your fault, is it?
0: Gotta blame your sources, haven't you, poppy, but uh, yeah, four <laughs> four points behind Cardiff now. I think they do play Cardiff as well at some point in the running, so that will be a big game for us. Yeah, uh, always is.
1: Yeah, well, starby. So okay, uh, yeah, just wanted to where uh, to highlight that one. do that when you're getting too carried away after the. After landing a ten to eleven, just needs to bring you back down to earth. Eleven
0: to ten, it's, I believe they were Chelsea plus a goal.
1: Well, debatable. Okay, my tip of the week. I, I I do appreciate that I am sounding a little bit one-dimensional, a one-trick pony. Literally to get the punt. It's an anti-post horse one, and I'll try and pick another sport next week if I can. Anyway, without any further ado, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Golden Pal in the Nunthorpe Stakes. Which there should be a little bit of twelve to one about. Golden Pal was the horse that comes second at Royal Ascot in the Norfolk Stakes. Wesley Ward put it up as his best chance of the week uh, from his his his, uh, his team from America. Uh, absolutely flew out of the stalls, only to get chinned on the line uh, by a horse called the Jet. And the two of them had pulled clear about six lengths from third place horse quite looked, like, looked like quite a deep renewal of the race. The Norfolk Stakes is a juvenile race over five furlongs. And I think what was its undoing, uh, according to Wesley Ward on the day, uh, did had quite a lot of rain prior in the build up to the race. So it was the, the, the ground was soft side of the good. Uh, whereas these American horses typically like to run on good ground. The firmer the ground, the better, really. It's now being, uh, according to its trainer, Wesley Ward, being aimed at the Nunthorpe Stakes, uh, which is one of the champion five furlong races of the year. It's run at York Racecourse at the end of August, early September. Historically, the ground is good to firm, so hopefully it will get the the ground in its favour. The reason I fancy it as much as I do is what's probably gone under the radar with a lot of bookmakers, and the reason it is as big as 12 to 1, is any two-year-old that runs in the race gets a weight allowance from the older horses. So from horses age four and older, you're not going to believe this. Two-year-old horses get a 24-pound weight allowance okay, no. from horses each four to older. And repeat that, gets a 24-pound weight allowance from horses four or older. And the favourite for the race is Batash, who's four or five. So effectively, it's getting 24 pounds from Batash.
0: And Batash, Batash as well, is uh, he's a bit of an oddball, isn't he? a bit of a temperamental horse, Batash.
1: Massively so. It's um, It gets away from the three-year-olds as well. So I think the danger to it, there's a horse called R Power who won in Ireland over the weekend, also running a ascot, uh, won a group three in Ireland. I think it's a three-year-old, so it gets some weight from the three-year-olds, but certainly nowhere near £24. Wesley Ward has only ever ran two horses in the race. Acapulco, uh, as a two-year-old, getting that weight allowance. Again, lost, got chinned on the line, but he pulled well clear to the third horse. Um, and then Lady Aurelia, but Lady Aurelia was the three-year-old when it ran in the race. And oh, again,
0: what a
1: got... So he's had two seconds in the race, and he only really, they, they were probably his, what he's said previously, they had his two best horses that he's brought over to Ascot, Acapulco and Lady Aurelia. So he only really puts the horses into that race that he really fancies. The weight allowance, ground likely to be in its favour, Um, And it's a fast-track York as well. They usually run about 56, 57 seconds for the five fairlongs. Given how he flew out the stalls at Ascot and the high-regard Wesley Ward held him in prior to the race, clearly still holds him in following on from the race. Um, I think at 12 to 1 each way, you've got a little bit of value there. I know I've been a little bit hit and miss with the anti-post horse uh, selections i put up, but I did put another Wesley Ward runner-up in Kamari 25 to 1 for the Commonwealth Cup on our Scots, only for that to finish second. So effectively, it was a 5 to 1 winner. So hopefully, this Wesley Ward selection will carry on in the same vein. So it's Golden Pal, Nunthorpe Stakes, end of August, York Racecourse, uh, and you should get about 12 to 1.
0: Yeah, I think you've been doing all right on the anti post Popey, especially at them prices. I know a few were on Kamari. I think uh, Kieran Skinner, Ross, backed them at the big prices at the 25s. So, so they had a nice little touch off those. So, yeah, I don't think get, don't get too disheartened with uh, some of the unfortunate ones that that, that have gone down. It it, it only <laughs> takes even a couple of places at them prices, doesn't it, to, to get a nice return and twelve it to does, one, yeah. twelve to one is a is a good shout. Mine is also anti-post, but it's football, and you'll be surprised okay. to hear it's almost double your odds. Would you believe? Yeah, I'm gonna be. Oh, wow. And we're having a little nibble on the outright market of the Champions League for Real Madrid. They are currently 33-1 with William Hill. Uh, also almost treble my odds, don't they?
1: Almost
0: treble your odds. Yeah, closer to treble your odds. So Miracles
1: do happen, eh, Stevie?
0: Must be quite shocking for you to hear this from me, yeah. Um, it might seem quite funny taking on Man City at the moment, but it's it's more a it's more a value pick, really. Madrid, they're obviously one down from the first leg. They got beat at the Bernabéu. Man City played pretty pretty well over there on on their patch. Since the lockdown, Real Madrid I think are the best they're the best team I've seen to be honest. I've watched about three or four, they look so solid. So many clean sheets on the uh, on the return to La Liga. Obviously top of the league at the moment. Another 1-0 win yesterday at the time of recording this. And I just feel that uh, my, Real Madrid they were 33 to 1 and kind of 40 to 1 on the outright market just to win when the game was meant to be played at the Etihad. So for the match to be played on a neutral venue, as it's going to be in Portugal once it resumes in August, and for them to be the same price for the outright and to get past Man City when they're not having to travel to England and play in Man City's backyard, I just think it's a real good value pick. And if if anyone can shut down um, Man City at the moment and maybe keep a clean sheet, they'll obviously have to win by... Two goals with with City scoring the uh, the away the away goal, or they'll have to win three two if it's uh, yes. if it's an open affair. I really fancy that there could be some some good value there. And as you've spoke about earlier with Pep Guardiola and Man City, they seem to be favourites every year for the Champions League. And I just I don't get it. I don't see the pedigree. I don't see the temperament for them. I just think Aguero
1: it, injured as well, which is another tick in the box for Madrid.
0: Aguero's injured. Will he still be injured August? Possibly. The The, the one worry we've got is that uh, Sergio Ramos got sent off in the first leg, so he will be missing, and he's been absolutely phenomenal since they've come back. He's jacked up. He
1: scored a pen last night. Is it, was He scored 25 pens straight or something like that for a centre-half.
0: He's just... <sighs> I think he scored three since he's. back. I think he's scored three since he's come back, Poppy. To be honest with you, I, I think he scored an header and I think he scored two pens. He might have even scored four since the return, but he's kept an handful of clean sheets as well. So he'll be a loss, but I still think they've got enough there in the squad to uh, to show things up, and I think they've got the ability to score. Two, maybe three against City, against that back line of City. Benzema's never looked better. He's flying. I think he, he went I was going to ask you to I, I haven't really been
1: what, following Madrid as closely as you have. Um, who, who, So who do they play up front
0: now? They've got the young Brazilian lad. Um, he's in and out. Hazard's up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, James has yeah. been in and out. Uh, Rodriguez. Ha, um, But ben, it's Benzema's been flying. You've got Hazard, who's not quite it. Top gear, it's Isco, go no. it goes back in the fold. D- they look quality, lad. Modric back on top form. They look really, really good. Like yeah, uh, it's Catholic. definitely
1: value, but at the same time, it's a pr- pretty big hurdle to overcome. Obviously, losing the, the home leg at two one. I get what you're saying, and yeah, it is. It's even a, at a five each way at those odds. It's mm. certainly worth a little a bet. Better yeah. than probably more value in that than, than back backing a horse
0: this. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go mad on it, but I think thirty-three to one, and plus you, you get half the odds. The big hurdle is getting past Man City. Should they beat Man City, you'll see that they'll go to maybe five to one, six to one. So basically, yeah. you're getting a big chunk of value to to, uh, to turn over that deficit and, uh, and beat Man City in the uh, once that kicks off in, in Portugal. And I just think the pedigree they've got, Real Madrid, the pedigrees that Dan's got as a Champions League winning coach. Don't underestimate them there on on a neutral ground, one down to City, uh, 33 to one. Have a little go each way with William Hill. We're our mates, William Hill, yeah. Or we're our mates. Our shares are, are struggling a little bit recently, aren't they? Anyone in this office lives on his wits. I'm going to be with you in a second. What you're hired for
1: is to help us. Does that seem clear to you?
0: To help us, not to fuck us up. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living, you fairy, you company man.
1: Yeah, they've absolutely uh, nosed that, yeah. My mum, bless her, and she told me to uh, invest in some shares for her, which you did. William Hill shares on the back of me, absolutely waxing lyrical about them. <laughs> so I bought a. I think 500 shares at one pound fifty eight oh, weeks ago. Right. Since then, completely nosedived to I think they're around about one pound twenty today. So, uh, yeah. poor yeah. Sue, I think she uh, she
0: might have cursed it for us us, eh? It's very much. It's very much a long investment, isn't it? I'm sure some of the listeners maybe have followed us in and invested as well. Um, our old McDonald's not doing us any favors stateside, is he? Uh, the, the way the coronavirus is developing over there is. It's looking very unlikely that we're, if we're going to start the season again, the NBA and and the baseball, uh, it's looking very unlikely it's going to get finished. I think one of the top ESPN columnists said he gives a 5% chance of the baseball season starting and he gives 0% chance of it completing. So... With that in mind, it's 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 hard to uh, for, for the market to support a sports book that's that's looking to get cooking in America, when there's not going to be much American sports on for a while by the looks of things, isn't it? Well, if
1: that is the case, it's obviously going to be detrimental on the on the share price. But on a more positive note, El Dorado Resorts takeover of Caesars Entertainment, who have Caesars Palace, uh, yeah. which is on obviously the Las Vegas Strip amongst other hotels as part of their portfolio. Uh, they'll be bought out by buy Eldorado Resorts in a $17 billion deal. Yeah. That's expected to officially go through and be signed off uh, in the next couple of weeks. There's a big meeting on the 8th of July Wednesday. Uh, and it's expected to be signed off at that point. The reason that's good news for William Hill is they've got a long-standing agreement in place with Eldorado Resorts, so they would be the official bookmaker of of, of all of their hotels,
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and therefore all of the hotels uh, are the Caesars Palace portfolio. So you'd have Caesars Palace Hotel, which is one of the main, most famous hotels on the Las Vegas Strip, probably second only to the MGN, uh, and that's going to be the exclusive uh, bookmaker. So that will result in the share price going up uh, over the next few weeks, you'd, uh,
0: you'd hope. Yeah, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope there. Well, it's cool. just it's just the American sports side of things. We're going to have to ride it out for a while, I think. Um, as I say, I'm st- we're still well ahead, really. We picked them up at 50-odd P, didn't we? so so we're not we're not doing too bad but i
1: hope so for me mum's case more so than anything yeah they pick up which i'm I'm sure they will
0: do and i'm gonna just put up one last half felt bet i know you were talking about me love for masvidal there i had a little blimp of the early show um in the main event for fight island on saturday get
1: stuck into us man (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you'd probably think so. Four to eleven—that's that's more my range, isn't it? Really, but no, I'm I'm gonna have a little half felt punt on Masvidal twelve to five for the upset. It's always a little bit weird when someone steps in, isn't it? I think when you're preparing for someone else, we seen with Tony Ferguson a few weeks back. He was preparing for Habib, and he got his uh, he got his ass handed to him, didn't he? So I think. I'm going to take that similar stance that uh, the replacements might get the job done. And I've got to back me man, Masvidal. I've backed him against you in the Fantasy McGregor fight. So I've got to put my uh, yeah. money where my mouth is. And I'll have a little dabble on Masvidal, 12-5 to 5 the weekend. Mm, talking of upset, the only upset I can see
1: is Masvidal
0: crying in the octagon at the end of the fight. <laughs> Will you be crying on this podcast next week if he's not Popey, I'd imagine? <laughs> Good man. Okay. Okay, lad. I will but, uh, catch we up. We done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good long bumper show. That I'll uh, catch up with you next week. Well,
1: will we? Or what are we talking? Two weeks, three weeks? No, or, or can no. we make a commitment here and now to our uh, our loyal listeners
0: that we're uh, we're going to be back on next week? Let's let's review next weekend's gear and uh, and get another tip of the week for the for the following weekend.
1: Sounds
0: good to me, my friend. Okay, Popey. Good to speak to you as always.
1: Take care, buddy. Take care, See mate. Soon.
0: See you in a bit. Ta-ra, lad. ta Good. Right, welcome to the team.
1: Uh, Who
0: else is working here? It's just just you and me. Keep it lean and mean. We're going to be clocking up quite a few hours in The Rascal. We've got a fitted a blout funk system, so if you've got any sounds, please bring them along. All day. No dance bollocks. Um, One of our electronic bleeps and farts, I'll put my foot through the windskin of The Rascal and listen to the alarm going off. (laughs) Oh, new shoes. (laughs) Come and make the missus. (laughs)